0: You have to get people to pay attention. We all get super busy in our day-to-day lives, and we generally don't think about what we are throwing away. Because once it's in the trash can, it's out of sight, out of mind. But what if you had to wear that trash and carry it around with you? That is something that Mariska did in her 30-day challenge where she went around And anything that she threw away, she had to wear it. And she was raising awareness to just how much trash that we all throw away over 30 days. She does this consistently and has made beautiful pieces of art completely out of trash. She sees waste as not something to throw away, just a resource that we've misplaced. So make sure you stick around for this entire interview to hear how Mariska is creating awareness around the zero waste lifestyle and how you can make that transition too. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Mariska, I know that you do a lot of different things with your podcast. You also have your business. I'd love to just start off with your podcast of Mama Earth Talk and tell us what you do on there and what's your mission. Yeah, so
1: basically the podcast started in 2018 and it actually came as a spinoff from a project that I was working on, Waste Me Not. So I literally carried all of my waste for 30 days to show people just how much waste the average person generates So during that whole campaign, I got a lot of questions, people wanting to know how can I reduce this or literally looking at my suit and be like, oh my goodness, I use like most of these items. How do I get rid of it? So I decided I need to have these conversations and I couldn't always just have 30 minute conversation with everyone I like met along the way. So I thought I have to find something where I can put all these information and answer these questions. So hence the podcast was born in 2018 and the podcast is all about sustainability. So I cover all three pillars of sustainability. So social, economical, and environmental aspects. And I have great guests who's like really super awesome eco heroes on the podcast, as well as sometimes solo episodes with just me giving tips on different topics that I've been asked a lot about as well. And yeah, just raising awareness and helping people on their journey. A lot of the, I call my listeners the crazy birds because of our slogan. is like Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds. So our like crazy birds are on this journey to reduce their waste. Some people are just started out. So there's some great podcast episodes where If you're new to this journey, you'd be able to find out what's going on and how you can help, first of all, your family and be a little bit more sustainable with easy steps. And then it goes all the way to when you want to start a business. I've had people on there to talk about how you can actually do your business and have it as a green business and things. Yeah, we definitely, we've been going for 158 episodes. So there's quite a lot on my website as well. I've got a little link where it says like new to the podcast and start here with three of my like favorite episodes. And also if you like. New to zero waste? Then there's three episodes to get your creative juices flowing as well, making it easier
0: for people. That's really cool. And I know you mentioned that you wore your trash for 30 days. Did you like? Were you wearing that all the time, going around? Every, like the streets are like every out of the
1: house. So literally oh, every okay. time I stepped out of the house, I wore it. So I tried to stay home a lot. <laughs> <in general.
0: laughs> sure.
1: But but yeah, like when I went to the shopping center, I was wearing it. So I had a lot of security. Hey. Yeah, what is this? And I was just like, oh, this is the new fact. And I was just very convincing. So I didn't get kicked out. But yeah, so when I had to push the trolley with, that was a little bit harder to get in everywhere. But I also went to Comic-Con in Dubai when it was on. And some of the smaller kids thought I was like the trash lady, like literally taking everyone's trash. They thought like that was my superpower and they just wanted to give me more. And I was like, no, that's fine, but let's reduce your waste. And oh my God, I can't remember his name, like Christian, like the holdor from Game of Thrones. Because I actually met him at Comic-Con and when he saw me, he was just like, hang on, like, what are you wearing? I know we get some weird outfits at Comic-Con, but seriously, you need to share with me, what is this? So I had a very interesting conversation with him, this massive giant guy. And talking about why I'm like wearing trash. And yeah, so that was quite a fun, one of the fun conversations that I had on this journey. as
0: well. Yeah, definitely. And you did you get a lot of publicity around that. I imagine like wearing trash, you drew a lot of eyeballs and got a lot of attention from that.
1: Yeah, they, there was quite a lot of people that got curious about it. A lot of media was covering that. And I was also doing a solo art exhibition at World Art Dubai. So that was towards the end of of the challenge because it went from like Earth Hour to Earth Day. And so like three of the last five days or something was at World Art Dubai where I literally had so much trash. So everyone that was at the exhibition came to see me. And obviously looking at me, looking at my art and just curiosity grew quite a lot from there. And that just stirred so many more conversations, hence why we had to start the Mama Earth Talk podcast to continue with. Yeah,
0: definitely. That's awesome. And is it still an exhibit there or? It-
1: so what we've done with, so basically it was two trash suits that we had. I was like the average person. And then my very dear friend Marita, she was like a more conscientious person. So we were like comparing what we would look like. I can't remember pounds as much, but in kilograms, I had about 65 kilos of trash. And I think that's around 145. Don't quote me on that pounds. And Marita had about four and a half kilos of waste. So just to compare it was, and she just like used reusables and tried her best to avoid stuff. She didn't completely go zero waste, but just shows you how much the difference is. So after we obviously wore the trash suit, we had an exhibition, one of my other solo art exhibitions where we had the suits on display as well for a couple of weeks. And then got exhibited at a few places in the following few months. And now the two suits are actually part of an educational program. They changed their name. So I don't know what the updated name is at the moment, but it used to be search for as like educational program. And so they actually go to schools now with these suits, and they don't have it full with all the waste as it was, but they do put in some waste, and then the children will put it on, wear it around. Sometimes they would even do challenges where the kids have to wear it for a day or a week. Yeah, it's still continuing and still raising awareness, which is great.
0: Yeah, and that's really awesome. It, it brings it to this point. You don't really realize how much trash you're throwing away until you're yeah. carrying it or it's on you or exactly. you like can see it. Exactly. Because we, don't, we just we, throw it in the trash can.
1: Yeah, we're just so used to once you're done with something, you just throw it away and it becomes someone else's problem. If you really have to take ownership and responsibility of that, it just makes you rethink. And there were so many things. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't know why people would buy this. And, but, but while I was doing the challenge as well, I really tried to live like the average person. So I wouldn't like decide what I'm having for lunch or dinner. I would literally go to a random person and Hey, what are you having for lunch? And they'll be like, Oh, I'm having McDonald's. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm having <laughs> McDonald's. So I would order whatever I tried to be like that. Cause at that point I was already living quite a zero waste lifestyle so it was really hard for me to knowingly go and get all this waste stuff. Yeah. It was an interesting challenge. And I'm sure
0: in, in your soul, in your heart of hearts, you were just like dying inside every single time. You're like, Oh, I don't want to do this. That's probably really, what I would feel. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. So when did you start your desire to become more zero waste? And When did you start that for yourself?
1: Yeah. So I've, always been like in the creative like industry and I studied interior design so I have a bachelor's in interior design and it wasn't really until I literally stood in front of a coffee machine that uses single use coffee capsules <laughs> and I looked at it and I don't know if you can see my earring like mm-hmm. very bright orange with little roses and things so I looked at these coffee capsules and I'm just like oh my gosh they're so beautiful so bright in color and now I'm getting my caffeine fix from this but then after it's just i getting recycled or it goes to a bin There has to be more to this coffee capsule than just that. So I started saving them, started cleaning them out. And I created all of this flowers and I actually created like my first like lamp from it. So I used about 913 capsules. So I didn't drink all the coffee though. It was definitely a collective project from family and colleagues that kind of all had this. And at my current office at that time, they were all saving the capsules throughout the whole company for me when I like asked for it. And yeah, so I started through that. And once I started realizing what these capsules were, how they were recycled, why they were used in the first place, as well as what options are there to avoid this, I got really curious about that. And then I started exploring With the capsules as well as candy wrappers and things, and decided to put them in some of my artwork as well and see what that looks like. And like I got so many great feedback because a lot of people were like, wow, it's really beautiful. And it's not until you actually get close when you realize the painting behind me is also the top bit is just trash. (laughs)
0: Really? Wow. Yeah. So that's
1: a work in progress. So definitely, I think. It really raised awareness and made people see waste in a different way and also make them realize that waste shouldn't just be wasted. It's actually just a resource that we've misplaced. And so that's how my journey started. That was around 2014, 2015. And then I just went, did more art pieces, got really inspired by that. And then I came to a point where I had like a bucket list that I wanted to do before I was 30. And one of the items on there was to climb Kilimanjaro and I've had no mountaineering experience or anything. And I just decided I'm going to do it. So I like called someone I knew that was organizing these tours, signed up. I had a few people that wanted to do it with me and... When it came to, we need to do, pay the deposit, they were like, oh no, not going anymore. So I decided, well, screw that. I'm still going to do it. And then I think you're doing that, like having six days almost to yourself where you're walking through nature and the higher you get with the altitude, there's not a lot of animal life or stuff up there. There might be some birds, some of the trees and things, small, more, it's not like forest as you would start with the trek. So it was really an interesting journey to really think about nature in itself, but it wasn't really until I stood at the top of like Uhuru, where you're like literally on the highest peak of Africa and you're looking to see this view. And then you would speak to some of the Sherpas and things that actually helped you along the way. And they were like, oh, it's beautiful, but you should have seen it like 10 or 15 years ago. It would have been all covered with snow. And that's when it hit me that if someone comes and do this like amazing experience in another 15 years time there might be less snow there's going to be less vegetation it's definitely going to change and I thought I need to do something and I need to do something more than what I've been doing so that's when I decided to type up my resignation and focus fully on like sustainability as well as my artwork and Yeah, I've been trying to create awareness around that ever since.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. And so you use, I'd like to transition into your design by Mariska business. So where do you come up with your inspiration for your art and be able to put these pieces together?
1: Yeah, so it really just depends when it comes to different like collections and things. I really love traveling and I know traveling might not be the most sustainable thing in the world to do. But it's definitely something that I find really gives me a lot of inspiration. It's like one of my dreams is to still visit every single country in the world. So I, one of my close friends has actually done that. So I'm like, it's achievable. I know it is. So I definitely want to, before the day I die, would love to be able to have visited every country and not just like hop in, say, okay, tick off that country. I've been here. No, to really experience, to connect with the people, to connect with the food, to also learn what is it that they do that works, that doesn't work, whether it comes to sustainability aspects and things. So that's where I find a lot of my inspiration. And then also taking photos. Like I would say a lot of my artwork in the beginning was inspired by a trip that I took into Cuba where I would take photographs of children playing. And that was like something that was so like clear to see how these kids are actually being kids versus in other countries where you'll be at a, cafe and all of the kids would be glued to a screen so there it was just so great to actually be able to experience that so I captured a lot of that in my art and then along with that message like I would incorporate the background materials that I've used to really spread environmental message through that as well but I also work with different companies on strategic campaigns so I worked for example one of the bigger projects was with Costa Coffee where I created a massive sculpture for them they were transitioning from their existing single-use straw to a more sustainable option but also bridging their clients to skip the straw so we created a sculpture made from 60,000 straws that was done it looked like a world glow and yeah so that was exhibited there and then moved to one of their flagship stores as well so it just differs, but I try to work together with big organizations as well to really drive change in what they're doing, but also to encourage their clients and the people that they work with to also make more sustainable changes. And obviously the material. So I might be really into a specific material at one time. I've just finished a few sculptures that's made with plastic bags and also straws. So it's a little bit of a combo from that. And that was also just emphasizing the issues that it's causing. And this particular sculpture is also bringing in how the climate crisis has an effect on our oceans that also causing our corals to bleach and especially with turtles as well because we're seeing more female turtles being born. And that is just because the turtles actually gets their sex based on the temperature. So the lower turtles, the lower they are, the cooler it is. So those would be the boys and then the girls would be at the top. So now we're just seeing more more and more girls being born. So that's definitely going to have an issue with time as well. So yeah, so things like that just stirs my curiosity and I just want to share it with everyone in a creative way.
0: That's really awesome. That's really cool. And do you always use different waste products in your designs or do you have other designs as well that you do? On the side
1: as well? I mainly focus on the waste, but in a lot of the artworks, I will incorporate normal paint as well. So I would actually paint with acrylic paint on there or sometimes oil paint. It just depends. And also what materials I get access to because like sometimes I would be approached by an art shop and they're like, oh, we've got all of this paint that's going off. Do you just want instead of throwing it away? So then that might be my paint supply for the next couple of months so yeah it just really depends but i try to stick more to recycled materials i will sometimes use like wood as well but try and find like either driftwood or um, like one of the sculptures i did their base was actually made from wood that we found in the desert so still the repurpose item if i really have to go and purchase something whether it might be like wire or something that forms the structure like structurally to make sure it's secure but then all of the other staff would try to stick to upside as much as possible. That's
0: really cool. And which one was your favorite one to create?
1: Oh god. I think the I would say definitely the one that I did for Costa Coffee was quite a nice one that I really loved. But I would say probably one of my really favorite ones and it's still today it's one of my most popular paintings. It's actually called Reuse, Recycle, Rehumanize. And that was one of the first paintings that I did with this medium. And and now it's owned by dj black coffee so it's in like his private collection and so for me that's always been like it's it was one of my first pieces and it was also like one of the first pieces that got into this like great art collection as well so i would say that's still like one of my favorites and even when people see that piece they always oh can i buy it and then i'm like oh it's already gone And that kind of made me reproduce some prints as well of that specific one. And then led into some of my other artwork that was popular to also become prints as well, like limited edition. That's
0: awesome. And when you're working with companies, are you creating these designs? and to help them raise awareness and do you also help them on other sides so saying hey this is how your business can become more sustainable so like consulting in a way
1: yeah I used to do a lot of consulting previously before moving to Australia and in the UAE I did a lot so often I would have worked on a campaign where I would just encourage them with do like a almost like a marketing strategy how we can go from here to here and how do we take our audience with us because I definitely think a lot of the companies are like okay we need to go green let's just go green i don't know how but we'll do it and then just actually take the right steps or actually take their like community with them because obviously their community need to go on that same kind of path or at least know why they now not receiving a straw when they order a drink so things like that so i've done a lot of that. I've also consulted a lot of restaurants as well, where I did almost like a trash audit, where I would go in and have a look at all of the plastic and waste that they were using and come up with solutions. And also almost like a time frame. like phase one is getting rid of this, phase two to build up so that they don't have a lot of waste. I also organized one of the UAE's first zero waste dinners. That was like the really upmarket restaurant as well so all of the food and nothing got wasted so they either used it in different broths different solutions and we also made sure a lot of the stuff got composted and also how they purchased the ingredients and everything so that was quite an interesting one so i've done quite a lot and also with other companies whether it is an online company sharing how they can reduce their packaging and everything And also to let people know that uh, you're on this path because it might be that some of the organizations that I worked with literally had thousands of plastic packaging for certain items and now they wanted to switch. So it was also communicating that just by dumping this in a bill is not going to make it greener. You still need to use what you have, but tell people how do they responsibly dispose of it, whether they need to take it to a soft plastic recycling, whether they can actually send you stuff back, or do you have drop-off stations? Yeah, so it was a whole variety of different things.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, and I know some things can be a more sustainable option, might Not always be what you think, or you're trying to go greener and you're thinking that, oh, we just need to get rid of plastic. But then if you just get rid of plastic, you also have to deal with, okay, this other option might actually have more of an environmental impact than the plastic option. So is it really that you want zero plastic or is it that you want to be more sustainable? And if your goal is to be more sustainable, then you need to be able to use those. And I think a lot of companies, they go out. there and they think, oh, they're hearing in the marketplace, oh, we need to do this. We need to have zero plastic. We need to get rid of all of our plastic and stuff. And they're trying to meet the customer demand and what the customers are saying, but they're not realizing that sometimes the most sustainable option might be the plastic. And so just finding ways to either make that plastic be recycled or find a way to bring it back into their system is a better option which is definitely always, always very good to do as well so what are you currently learning right now
1: so i'm a constant learner absolutely love learning new skills so the last couple of months i was learning how to sew actually sewing skills also did a journalist course so at the moment the next goal is to learn how to skateboard and how to skateboard with my little French bulldog, Piper.
0: That will be so much fun. Very cool. And what is one tip that you would give any business out there that might be looking to become more sustainable or they have their own green business and they're looking to grow it? What is one tip that you would give them?
1: Yeah, you don't have to do everything to start doing something. Start where you at, make easy switches and build from there. And Do things for the right reason and grow with your community. Educate them about steps that you're taking so that they know why are things happening. And also that could maybe start their journey as well.
0: Awesome. And who would be a good partner for you or somebody that you would like to work with or be awesome to talk to? Who would you like to partner with?
1: Oh, that's that's an interesting one. I am actually starting a brand new company for... My little French bulldog where we are designing a awesome pet stroller that will be a lot better like environmental wise, but also actually more comparable to children's strollers because I feel they've got a better deal. (laughs) We struggle with the cheap stuff. Yeah, so I'm working on that. So I would say definitely someone that is keen on startups and things would be great to have a conversation with as well. And yeah, when I'm looking for potential business partners for me, It's. I always try to find someone that is a little bit opposite to what I am because I feel I don't need just like a copy and paste of what I am and what I can do. I need someone else that can push me. And also have another set of skills that will add value to the business as well. So yeah. So watch the space.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it's always really good to have somebody who can compliment you in different ways, just based on your natural tendency to do things. So you can have somebody who might be more, they like to just get down and dirty and stuff all year are more like, Oh, let me like think of all these great ideas and things that you need somebody to execute on some ideas. So it can be really good to have that complimentary person to, just be by your side yeah you know, and like. I think
1: you need someone that kind of has either that's better than you at certain things like you don't need someone that's exactly the same as you because then yeah there's no added like you need to get pushed I feel
0: yeah definitely and so, what is one way that somebody can reach out to you, find out more about Mama Earth Talk or your Design by Mariska business? How can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I'd hop on to my website. So, the art one would be designedbymariska.com, and the podcast is Mama Earth Talk. com so it's M A like Earth and then talk. So that would be the easiest way to get hold to of me as well. On that contact, just it goes directly into my inbox or on social media on Zero Waste mariska So that's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, design by Mariska on Twitter. If you guys are on Twitter, it's there, and then on my LinkedIn as well, just Mariska Mal. Yeah, so that would probably be the easiest way to, to get hold of me. And I would love to hear from your audience and if there's anything that I can help them with
0: on their journey awesome thank you so much mariska for coming on the show it was really awesome having you on and i know there was a lot of questions that i still had that i didn't get to so i hope that eventually we'll be able to have you come back on the show so i can finish off those questions and ask you about your new business with the sustainable pet stroller so super excited to have you on today and thank you so much for coming
1: you're most welcome thank you thanks for all the work that you are doing as well
0: and if you enjoyed learning about how mariska uses art to create awareness around a zero waste lifestyle and finding ways to turn what used to be considered waste into a resource, then I invite you to check out this interview with Alec. He is the founder of Litter Pick and his company is bringing about a movement to pick up litter on the side of the road all across the U.S. and around the world because we need both sides. We need Mariska saying that we need to reduce how much waste we are creating. And we also need people like Alec who are going out there and cleaning up the mess that we have left. So make sure you check out this interview with Alec so you can support the mission to clean up the litter all over the world. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.